sharp, pointed, and insightful. This is Stacy on the Right on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. We should not have our government, all the resources of the government, going after a political candidate and trying to set up a political candidate by sending informants and trying to get them to communicate with people. That, that's not really what our government should be doing. And We do all these shows, we do all, write all these stories. What matters in 2020 are swing voters and swing states. Nobody else matters. And if we have a close election, we have no faith in your ability to discharge your duties in a manner consistent with your constitutional responsibility and urge your immediate resignation as chairman of the committee. And now, live from the National Religious Broadcasters Proclaim 19 in Anaheim, California, Stacy Washington. Hey everybody, welcome back to the program. It's hour two of Stacy on the Right, live from Anaheim, California, and I am so excited to be with you right now. Now, I know I don't get fangirly a lot, but I do have something that I like, and it's CEOs who are Christians who put their money where their mouth is. And my next guest is no different. He's actually someone who's kind of my favorite because he's a cameo in a movie that I just saw, and we talked about this for about an hour uh, earlier in the week when, or it was actually last week, we went to see Unplanned, my husband and I, at a private screening that was held by a pro-life Catholic organization in Missouri. And it was... I mean, it was hard. It was a hard movie to watch. I cried. There was a lot of audible sobbing in the room. But it was a experience that I wouldn't give up. I wouldn't change it for a moment. When it comes out next week, we're actually going to a screening, and we're taking all three of the kids. And we have young adults in our household, so this is a conversation we've had a lot about pro-life, about abortion, about how it impacts women and men. And so it's my pleasure to welcome the CEO of My Pillow, which is also something that we think is awesome, Mike Lindell, um, Christian businessman and outspoken pro-life warrior. Thank you for joining us today from NRB. Thank you for having me on. So, Mike, I know you're actually cameoed in this movie. You helped fund it. You helped bring it to screens. And I first want to say thank you for that because I really believe now is the moment for us as pro-life warriors to speak out about not just pro-life, but being against infanticide, which we're seeing right, that right, issue rise right. up in certain legislatures. So how did you come to be involved with Unplanned? Well, it was pretty amazing. Uh, last uh, Every day I pray for discernment and wisdom with this amazing platform God's given me. And last year uh, in the spring, I got a call from a guy I hadn't talked to in three years, and there's two producers on the line. And I was actually on my way to Israel. We were just going to leave for Israel, my gal and I. And, and he says, yeah, Mike, we prayed, to, we got in prayer that you're going to be in our movie. I go, well, I didn't pray yet. And, and he goes, hey, I said, well, what's the movie about? And he told me, you know, he said, uh, it's a true story of Abby Johnson, uh, worked with Planned Parenthood. She was the youngest director, part of all these abortions. And then she actually seen one, was part of one herself. And it was horrific. And she left there. And I'm going, wow. I go, this is this this will be amazing true story i love true stories that have a, such going to have such an impact mm -hmm. so i said well let me call you back i got off we prayed I felt God saying, yes, you do this. So I called him back and I said, I'll, I'll be in the movie, but I want the movie to be a quality movie too, you know, well-made and everything because right. it has such a great message. And I said, are you short any money? They go, well, matter of fact, we're short a million dollars. And I said, you know what? You got it. I didn't even hesitate. I felt God said, give it to him. I didn't, and I was very, at that point day, I was very tight on money, but I wired the money without even having a contract. I did it on faith. Headed over to Israel, got back from Israel. We filmed at a secret location in Oklahoma, and 
and uh, I did the, I did my cameo. That was pretty epic. They, <laughs> That's pretty they awesome. actually right before I right before I did that, I'm going. The time kept running out, and there, you know, in the day, and there was all these extras, and they were going to have three takes, and you know, running this bulldozer, and it got down, we were running out of time, and I said, they're only going to do one take, and here I look over, and there's a stunt double coming in, I go, ah, no, this isn't going to happen, you don't even have a mustache, and, uh, and uh, so I end up doing it, I pray God make this perfect, it went off with just absolutely amazing, but more important, if I knew then how the timing of this movie, that God's plan and the people that this had, by the way, I heard from them, they said that day, they, they needed a million dollars, but they needed it that day. And they prayed and said, call Mike Lindell. And I, I'm going, I mean, I got goosebumps thinking that just for, wow. that I listened to God and did this. And now look at right now when they're, you know, killing, uh, killing babies in New York and lighting up buildings and, mm-hmm. and in Virginia killing babies afterwards. I, this movie is going to plant seeds. It's going to save lives. Mm-hmm. It's going to save babies and say unborn and born, but it's also going to change hearts. I, and that's oh. what I felt. Yeah. So it was kind of a cute moment towards the end where you have your cameo and I was like, I, I didn't mean to be loud because we're in a theater, but I kind of just turned to my husband. I was like, I met him at CPAC. And he was like, shit. Like, then I was like, right, right. Don't, well, don't a, be loud. You know, but yeah, it it's was a, it's a, You know what it is? It's a very fun part of the movie. The, the, you know, you go through all these emotions in this movie. You get anger. Then you get sadness, this dark sadness that takes apart. And then, then you see this hope. You know, you see this hope. And I, to me, the hope is when with my... Um, um, cameo there what i'm doing is running this bulldozer i'm not going to tell for anyone that hasn't seen the movie but but no spoilers you, we're going to look back someday and say this was a this was a point in history we're going to go what was abortion what were these think people thinking back then you know one of the commandments is thou shall not kill mm-hmm. i mean are you serious be, you know i mean i i still can't the common sense and of uh I, you know where where we've gone, and you know the, we got to get that back. We do, know? we do. But no. I, I think this movie goes a, a long way to getting us there. Because Absolutely. When, when so for me, you you tell this story just now of right. you're praying and you're getting ready to go on a trip. You're right. busy. You're, no. you're you're in no. demand, right? No. So you don't have a lot of downtime where you just could sit up and dream a dream. You're, no. you're busy, no. right? You're you running do it a real time. Yeah, <laughs> you're going on these trips. You're speaking out, and then you get this phone call. And so you're like, well, I haven't prayed about this. So you stop. Yeah. You pray about it. Yeah. And then you go forward. Now, you said without a contract. You're a businessman. Yeah. You don't normally yeah. just right, wire right. money to people without first right. at least laying it out and making sure you're doing this, I'm doing that, mm. we're doing this on this date, sign, I sign, then we, you, know, then we then, then you wire yeah. money. I did it before the plane left. I was leaving Washington, D.C. It was before the plane even left. It was all done within about 10 minutes' time. But and it was I, answered prayer for them was, because they it, prayed. Right, they prayed. Call Mike Lindell. They had no clue. I hadn't talked to this guy in years, you know, a couple of years, and I didn't even know, you know. But I just felt when we prayed, God's telling us, do this. So for me, when I get those, because I move so fast, and I don't have little PowerPoints at my pillow and stuff. I'll tell you what we do. We pray about stuff, and boom, we get an answer. you got to keep moving. Wow. So this was, uh, I just, you know, on faith, and they couldn't believe it. They're going, okay. And I go, no, it's already there. It was all, I mean, I, I wired the money, and it was there. There was no, there wasn't like how much I was going to get or anything. This isn't about the money. In fact, if I, just to tell people know out there 
the, the uh, anything I make off this film, it's all going back in to help uh, the inner city. I've got in uh, my addiction platform and my and uh, I have a, a whole platform for people with addiction because I was an ex-crack addict, you know. Okay, so we have a little more time left, and I want to talk about that. I want to pivot over because right. you're you're a good fast talker. I love that. I love it when <laughs> I can get you know because we can get a lot covered right. now. Mike, let's talk about that. I'm, I know that part of your history, right. but for listeners who are just tuning in, welcome to the program. I'm talking to Mike Lindell, CEO right. of MyPillow. It's right. MyPillow.com. You haven't seen the ads. I'm wondering if you've been in America. Right. <laughs> um, so talk about your, your origin there and, ha- and what right. brought you to here. Right. Well, you know, I was, a, I was a cocaine addict for 20 years and a crack cocaine addict for nine years, and God freed me of those. And But this MyPillow has always been a platform for a much bigger purpose, and I even knew that back when I was on crack. And... Uh, that I, you know, my dealers one time did an intervention on me and said, you know, you're not getting any more crack. You told us that someday you'd return and help us all out. You told us this pillow was just a platform for God and you're going to come back and help us all someday. So for me, what it's all come to fruition, full circle. I have a, I have a platform coming out. It's going to be a website, Lendell Recovery Network, where you put in your age and what you're addicted to and all these stories of your age and your addiction will come down with a specific drug. And then I got all the hope are all the help centers over here. They're all faith-based, Teen Challenge, Union Gospel. I've had it over the last year, a thousand of them at least. And I tell the addict, I said, you go over here and get help and I'll be waiting for you when you come out. I'm going to have paid mentors all over the country, full careers, helping them come out of that. And the president just passed, I was there when he passed the 800-page opiate bill. That's like a plug into this. We have a president that cares. He wants to beat this terrible epidemic and he's got the next six years to do it and he's gonna it's a perfect fit for what we need and we have to we're gonna we're gonna beat this because it's terrible what's going on there with it's the just another reason why we have to keep president trump in yeah, office absolutely. absolutely i i you know people ask me all the time now especially what's going on now i'm going see i told you i told you you know i met him i knew nothing about politics now i say to people everybody loves our president some just don't know it yet <laughs> <laughs> okay mike i'll take that because I'm, I'm constantly <laughs> battling those people who don't like like yeah. him. Um, uh, and I, I want them to come along and join the party. Yeah, I want them to absolutely. see the things he's doing that they, are fantastic. All the, that's what I'm going to be putting out over the next couple of years here. Everything that's going good in our country. We're living in a time. This is the greatest revival in history. On November 8, 2016, God gave us grace. We got another chance to get people to Jesus and to get out there and get the word out. No more sitting around people and laying, sitting around going, oh, just, you know, I just sit around and, okay, let the things happen. Get out there and engage. Get out there and be, be heard and speak out and this is what what's going to happen we're going to change everything right now all the where I, where we were headed as a country and as a people we need to t- it's it changed on on November 8th I think it did and I think one of the things that's happened is so the kind of it coincides together because I I knew about my pillow but I'd never heard you speak before now with right. the advent <laughs> of you know you have the Trump presidency and you have all these things going on We've really seen, um, you know, Democrats for who are against life. They've really right. ripped the mask off. There's never we don't hear safe, legal, and rare anymore. We don't hear, um, you know, just in the case of emergencies or it should be minimized. It's yeah. now abortion on demand, anytime, any place, right. anywhere, any right. person, yeah. and no questions asked. That's a change. That's a radical it, shift. It's so it's so sad when a 15 year old. We got an R rating for this movie. Oh. I mean, when when this started coming out, and I'm used to attacks. People, I get attacked all the time. They go, don't. Boycott Mike Lindell. He'll double his ads. We see enough of that guy. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. great but, strategy. But they, uh, 
But, uh, you know, I've kind of broken through that. Well, I, I see how sad is this gets an R rating. It's like the fix is in. They wouldn't let us advertise on certain stations for the movie to promote it. And how bad is it when a 15-year-old can go out and get an abortion without telling her parents, but you have to have permission to see this movie from your parents or be with them? Well, that one of is, your producers made a great point at, right. a, at the screening I went to. He said, right. for the first time ever, someone in Hollywood, a major organization, Motion Picture Association of America, agrees with us, all of us pro-lifers, that abortion is extreme violence. And that, I thought yeah, that was the that, best point. I've stolen point. that, that's and I've been using point. it everywhere. You know, it's important. And, and you know, too, that during the making of this, the music, there was music picked out to me in this. The artists didn't even want their theme. Hollywood did not want their, you know, their, uh, their music in this you know, to be associated with I like with what it. you ended up with. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, missing yeah, they're missing out. They're missing out. They're missing out. Because the opportunity out. for them yeah, to have their music to out. that movie, yeah. um, it just... It's a touching film mm -hmm. that teaches so many things because I'm, I, you know, I speak about pro-life issues. I'm, right, I'm right. at the tip of the spear in my opinion, right. you know, right. and so I, I, I went to it thinking I'm going to hear Abby Johnson's story, which I know, but right. I'm not sure how much more I'll learn. Right. And I left with so much of what I thought I knew changed right. because mm. this is the inside of that clinic. This Absolutely. is the leadership right. of Planned yeah. Parenthood. Right. They're exposing things that you can't possibly know unless you were Abby yeah. Johnson or that's, just like that's her. That's right. It's like a, it's like me being, if I talk to crack eggs, they know I know what I'm talking about because I've been there. Okay. Right. And and I'll tell you what, all the, um, you know, the, the, the truthfulness of this movie to me, that, you know, I was worried about one thing. I don't know if you've seen at the end of the movie, they, we have a help place to get help. Let's say you've already you've had an abortion mm. and you've tucked it away deep inside you, you know. Yeah. And now you watch this movie and you and there's help there. We're we have help at the end if yeah. you if you haven't. You know, I mean, yeah, it's to great. me, Fantastic what a blessing resources. that is to have them resources available to people. It's everyone you know. who's been touched. Yep, if you've yep, not had yep. an abortion, you have someone right. in your family yeah. who has. Yep. And the the story about the actress where she didn't know she was like she could have been aborted. Right, right. And, Ashley. And, and by and the way, Ashley. Ashley, who's the the that plays Abby, I, I got to be friends with her now and know her. What an amazing actress! And I'll tell you what, I'm so proud to have her in this movie. She, I asked her, I said, "How did those tears?" I said, "I said that's amazing." And she goes, "All she had to do is put her place in the inside of that film." Mm. It, it's, it was an amazing. I, I just again, I renew my call for everyone in the listening audience. You're not listening by accident right now. Make an appointment with yourself to take your family to see this film. Forget the R rating. If your kids are watching the Avengers and other stuff out of Hollywood, they can watch this. Um, Mike Lindell, I wanted to have you on. It was actually <laughs> on my list after we met. And oh, so it's a pleasure you. to speak with you today. I hope to talk to you again soon. And yeah. please, don't slow down. Don't stop. Don't Thank quit. Thank you for what you're doing. God bless you. Thank you. All right. You. God bless you. That's Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow. I'm broadcasting live from Anaheim, California at National Religious Broadcasters. There's more Stacy on the right up next. Walker Wildman for Redeem Clean Laundry Products. Not only do you get a great product and you get to obviously clean your clothes, get the stains out and use the multi-surface cleaner to clean your countertops and use the dryer sheets. You're doing all of this and the money's going to support the work of American Family Association. Redeem Clean Laundry Products were developed by AFA supporters Lynn Ingram and Jim Duncan to assist in funding the mission of the American Family Association. 
Redeem Clean products work as well as or better than other products on the market. They're environmentally safe, biodegradable, and they're made right here in the United States. The great thing about Redeem Clean is not only is the product great, but it goes to support a great cause, and that is the work of American Family Association. For clean laundry and a cleaner society, it's Redeem Clean. Visit redeemclean.afastore.net. Hello, this is Bishop Harry Jackson of Hope Christian Church in Beltville, Maryland. Jesus said you would do greater works than he did. One of the signs in past seasons of revival has been in the great awakenings of the nation. Our spiritual history is punctuated by moments when people come to an awareness that their righteousness is as filthy rags before God. And in the early stages of most of the great awakenings and revivals of our generation has been a period of when people recognize their wretchedness without him. America, we've got a long way to go because we do think we're all that. We have an entitlement spirit. I think as God is looking down at America, he sees that same kind of twistedness in the American church. What we need is a move of God that brings us back to the humble, humble place of saying, what I've got, I don't deserve, but I received it because of the kindness and the largesse of a loving God. Now, see, I don't know about you, but I, I, I should be dead, not just of adult cancer. I should have been dead through foolishness in my teenage years. I, I don't know about you, but somehow God spared me. I, I'm somebody who owes God a debt of gratitude and service. Join us this Sunday morning at 6251 Amadale Road in Beltsville or on the web at thehopeconnection.org. Welcome back to Stacy on the Right on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. People have strong views about this guy, and nothing's happened in the that, that's changed it since he's been president. But again, let's remember who we're talking about. We do all these shows, we do we write all these stories. Yeah. What matters in 2020 are swing voters and swing states. Nobody else matters. And if we have a close election, those are the people they consistently, consistently tell us they want Washington to work, they want people to govern, they want compromise, they, want, they don't want impeachment. Welcome to the program. It's such a pleasure to be broadcasting live from National Religious Broadcasters. So I'm sitting here with someone I've, I've just just met him. His name is Barry James McGuire. He's from Pasadena, California. He's the president of McGuire's Incorporated. It's a California-based company of car care products that was founded in 1901. Yes, ma'am. The former mm. host of Discovery's Velocity. It's a TV channel series. The name of the show was Car Crazy. Um, he and I could probably sit around and talk about torque and horsepower and Mustangs and BMWs, but instead we're going to talk about what he does with this amazing business. He's got a passion for something that you guys know is kind of dear to my heart, which is evangelism. 
and he's done amazing things. So, Barry, first of all, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you, and, and quite frankly, I'm having fun talking to Madison, this beautiful young lady. I'm telling right you, I, you, I have my little dolly she over has, here, and she's she been doing such cool me. things. She is just she, and and she's been so great and helpful. And it, man, sometimes it's nice when you go in a conference. Yeah, you don't you, like you're not in the hotel room by yourself. Yeah, and, that's right, so we that's we right. went to this medieval times I dinner thing what, last night. Yeah, she's 15. She's so yeah, adult and helping you. She's a young adult and just beautiful. I may say that in the best it, way. Enjoy the Lord's so kind. Thank you. Really Thank you. Really so, does. Barry, let's talk about this. We're, what 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 drives you? Because you have this hugely successful company, but you're sitting here. You got a smile on your face. You're radiating all kinds of just energy, <laughs> and you have something that you're passionate about, which I want people to hear because I think people have kind of lost their passion for what you're passionate about. Well, we haven't taught them, have we? We haven't taught them. Uh, people are, uh, how are they going to go unless they're sent and they're not That's being right. sent? That's right. Um, real quick, uh, going back, um, I, I was, you know, dedicated to the Lord and, and volunteering my time, but I had no joy. Mm-hmm. I was giving sacrificially, giving sacrificially my time, but I wanted joy. And I met this Christian, this guy, Herb Ellingwood, who was so full of joy and he just couldn't stop with his his uh, uh, descriptions of all the encounters he's having with waitresses and stores and clerks and and uh, people in waiting rooms and on airplanes and whatever and and he, he was so excited with all these stories and I and I that was joy that I knew I wanted I walked away in tears and said God that's that's what I've been praying for I want I want I want what he has yeah and that one layman changed my life in 1973. 1976 came and I was about ready to go into full-time ministry. I was having so much fun doing it. I thought I should go into full-time business. I prayed the most fervent prayer of my life. I said, God, if you want to go to full-time business, I mean full-time ministry, I will, I will. But I'm the third generation leader of my business, my family business, nobody else to lead it. If I leave my business, my family business will fail. So this is a big thing. So I almost need you to speak to me in an audible voice, okay? Not 20 minutes later, a guy named David Nutt walked in my office. I knew he's a missionary kid. He's from my church, my same age, but I never even exchanged a glance with him. I didn't know him. And he's in my office. Yeah. He's high bears in the area. Thought I'd stop by and see how's it going. And so I made a quick decision. A missionary kid. He's probably not into cool cars and shiny paint finishes. So I just <laughs> telling people I'm sharing my faith. They have so much fun. And he looked at me. And he says, "God's given you a wonderful ministry here, hadn't he?" In my business. And I said, well, "What do you mean by that?" He says, "He says it's it's you're reaching people. A pastor can't reach a businessman. You can reach him easily. It's obvious that your business is your pulpit." I said, that's the most amazing thing. I just prayed this prayer not 20 minutes ago, mm-hmm. asking where I should go with my life. And you walk by and he said, well, that explains it. I said, it explains what? He said, I just dropped missionaries off at the Orange County Airport. I was driving up Red Hill, the closest main street to my office. Yeah. And God spoke to me and said, go see Barry McGuire. And I argued with God all the way to your office saying, I don't know this guy. I don't even know what kind of business he's in. But he says, God would not let me go. He put me here to tell you that you said audible voice and god said and i just got a the minute. audible voice <laughs> that was 1976 so wow. uh as it happens you know i've seen it th- back then we were a small old business selling car dealers and body shops and mm-hmm. god directed me to go into retail and now we've exploded and i mean it's just we're global we're the number one selling car wax all that it's been such a ride, but God's just gone before me and opened doors. Wait, and all I the just, way I've said this, you know what, God, it's not about that. I just realized I have seen your commercials. Because <laughs> <laughs> he said, have you ever heard of McGuire's? And I was like, no. And then you just said the car wax. I've seen those commercials. Oh, it's I crazy. You know exactly what you're you talking about. You go to any about. store. You go to Walmart. We have 75. That's your business. Yeah, we have. <laughs> I, I, I praise the Lord I got the first bottle 
car wax on, on Walmart shelves. We now have 75 different products, 75 different products on Walmart shelves. It's just been such a ride. Walmart's been such a blessing to us. We just... It's been hard work. I've worked hard, but we've God used, has opened the doors. We've used your car wax. I'm just saying. I mean, well, there you are. I'm there just sitting are. here thinking. I mean, it just connected for. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. I'm having a moment here. Uh, I just realized okay. who I'm talking to. Uh, it's okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so first of all, we got a couple things we can just ca- recap sure. really quickly from what you shared. Sure. Uh, God answers prayer. If you ask Him mm. for a de- definitive confirmation, yes. He'll send you one. Yes. And your ministry mm. place does not have to be anywhere else but where you are you are wherever you are if you're a housewife if you're a teacher if you're a high schooler if you're a handicapped person a wheelchair wherever you are that's your mission field so when you're in the so so if god gives you something to say you don't have to go to uganda or the you know russia or see that's a mistake yeah because i always gave my money for missionaries and I thought, I'm some sin and some go. That is alive in the pit of hell. We're all sent. Mm-hmm. That is a misnomer. No, some sin, some no. We're all sent. We're all sent. We're all sent. We've right already we arrived, at. really, yeah. because yeah. we've been sent to yeah. wherever we've landed. And Isaiah 43.10, God says, I've appointed you as my witness so that you will believe. Why is my faith so strong? Why is my joy so strong? Because I'm sharing him every day. And, and that's how you that's how you get it there. And when you share your faith, he works miracles. He brings people into your life. He'll bring people way over that never should have been in front of you. All of a sudden they're there. And then God gives you the words to say. And you walk away from those encounters to say, yes, okay. God, I okay. just... So I have another question because you're you're another fast talker. Thank you, Lord. I love fast talkers (laughs) on the radio because we can get so much covered. So answer this because this is something I've heard before. And I I often I don't know that I've had the right answer, but I feel like you do. Okay. Okay. I'll do my best. for Okay. So you you encounter someone, maybe a teenager, maybe an adult, and they say, I'm a Christian. I believe the Bible. I love God, but I don't encounter him. I, I feel like I don't encounter him i don't i don't feel like i have an experience with god well, you're talking about most christians today I okay. Would say. okay so you're, you're, what you're, do you, you say read to them that very and, and i was kind of like that you know how you encounter how do you have wholehearted faith without faith it's impossible to please god right okay right how do you have that if, if we try i'd learn you know i'm gonna but we pray and then we worry so we're double-minded and in james one he says mm. if you're double-minded you don't anything. expect to receive anything That's right. how can you have joy if you if if you kind of sort of once in a while answers your prayers because he's not obligated to answer every prayer because you're not doing what he's asked you to That's do true. right you, yeah. you have un, you're you're not having unwavering faith wholehearted faith trust the Lord with your whole heart how do you get there not by focusing on trusting it's by doing doing it's the most I say I think the second most powerful scripture is Romans eight twenty eight which we all know the first part I'll make everything together. Work for work together for good for your life. We all know that one. We don't know. We don't quote the rest of the scripture, and so people say, "Hey, it's supposed to work out good. It didn't, God. Where are you?" And you have lack of faith. No, you got to read the whole scripture. It's the whole gospel. I promise you, Christian, if you're listening to us right now, God's saying to you right now. I promise you. Listen, everyone's listening to us right now. God's saying to you right now. I. This is God's words, not Barry McGuire. I promise you, I will make everything in your life work together for good if you do two things. See, that's what you're not, you're not hearing the whole thing. Two things. If you love me, 
Right. What's the greatest commandments? Love, love me Lord, and love God. your neighbor as yourself. Same yeah. one, but them, but with the luxurious promise of making everything in your life works for good. So he says, well, if you love me and what next? If you live your life for my purpose, not our purpose. It's not about our purpose. He didn't give you a purpose and me a purpose. It's different from his purpose. We'd have cross purposes. Would. One purpose. What's God's purpose? He came to seek and save the lost. That's right. right. We're his disciples and we're right. to disciple so others. So when we live our life, to seek and save the lost. When we live our life to move every day, everyone every day closer to Jesus, we live, we live in the promise of Romans eight twenty eight, and we know. And I have been on the. I, I, they gave up on me. I was I was dead in the hospital. They gave up on me. I had a joint venture partner who was throwing out me out of my business the next day. I've been I've been there. You've been in the valley. And and each time I laughed. And each time I said, God, I don't have to ask for anything because I live for your purpose. And because I live for your purpose, I know you'll honor your word and you'll make it good. And every time he does, and I just laugh. And so now I live with the joy. I'm, I'm indestructible. I, I mean, he, I may die tomorrow. I not mean that. But it's always in God's plan. You mean you're indestructible because you're living for eternity. And if I die, it's for God's glory with a testimony, you oh, know. Wow. So we live everything, count it all joy, all of it. And when we're in the tough times, and a lot of people listen to us right now are in the tough times, when you have joy, when your light, your light shines brighter in the darkness, it really does. And when mm-hmm. I've been in those terrible times, they see the joy in my face. How do you have that? And I've now encountered people all across America. They're that same. I just had a friend die, and he was celebrating. They were going to unplug him. He's going to die in two days. He said, I thank you all. Thank you for your prayers. Take good care of Susan. He turned to my one buddy. He says, hey, guess what? They got a two-for-one special today. You want to go with me? You know, he was just laughing. (laughs) And they pulled the plug, and he died two days later. It was a celebration. You look at death differently, and we celebrate his. There's added purpose. As I talk about how he died right now, I'm touching people's lives right now. There's purpose in everything we do. You follow it? I do. And because it's God's purpose. It's not and our so purpose. And so this is the answer this, the, oh, that you've yeah. just given. And I, I want people yeah. to, because you surely know someone who said, I'm a Christian, but I don't feel yeah. God's presence. Yeah. I don't hear from yeah. him. Yeah. And they're really, they're they're yeah. desperate. To, they want it. Go back and read Romans 8.28. 8.28. And then take it to heart and say, okay, I'm going to live for now, right now, starting for I'm going to live for your purpose. And, and that is for your that, purpose. And that and really, you, you also outlined something else, Barry, which is that you're sharing the gospel, and that is energizing. It brings oh, you joy. And it's it, just, see, we, the, big that's issue, obedience. the biggest issue is discipleship. There's a million discipleship programs, and none of them are really working all that effectively. They, they are. I shouldn't say that, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. We all know we should pray every day and be in the Word. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I've had a hard day, God, and i got to be with the kids tonight, and i got this. You understand. I'll get back to you tomorrow, but then it's not tomorrow, and then it's not next week, and then a year gone by you know but when you're sharing your faith i don't care how tired you are you got to dig for more answers because you're going to be ready for tomorrow and you're digging like treasure in the scriptures and you're praying and when you're in church you're taking you're not falling asleep in the sermon taking notes. you're taking notes you're you're listening to christian radio i'm a christian radio addict for 50 years because i get New ammo, fresh ammo, fresh powder, dry yeah, powder, right? That's right. Every time I listen to Christian River, I'm going to use, before the day is over, I'll use that. And so it all starts. And when we speak, we speak more than we even knew we knew. 
That's right. The Holy Spirit comes through it. He gives and, you the words that you so need. So it, it brings us, that's why it's the lead link in the chain. We give to the poor, we give sacrifices, we go on missions, we sell to the poor, love our past. We all, the lead link is share your faith, not just when you're on the clock, but 24 hours a day. And pastors, that includes you. Sunday school teachers, that includes you. Missionaries, and all of us in ministry, radio broadcasters, every moment of every day, everything we say and do moves people closer or further away from God. Okay, everything. we need everything we do, every yeah. attitude, every rudeness. They're a Christian. They were just rude. I don't want that. Mm. So it brings everything into submission. That's why he said, if you do the two things, love God and love your neighbor, you'll do all the rest. Because if you love your neighbor as yourself, you want to get them to heaven. You'll tell them. Then, Well, you'll tell them, but yeah. you'll also walk the talk because they, they will be watching you. We are a city of the hill. Yeah. And when you have that emotional outburst, even in joy, I see Christians, they'll use words like, where did that come from, you know? Mm. Or when they're really mad. I was having a lady last week at a car show and she was telling how much she loved the Lord and something went wrong in her little stand. They hit her car and and she says, oh, <laughs> oh, and oh, sorry. I said, <laughs> well, we should, that should not, that's not a possibility with us. Yeah, it right? shouldn't come out. And it I mean, be what in comes there. out of it, praise God. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I mean, it changes everything about our lives. So we, we're, I don't like uh, legalism. Of course. This is the opposite of legalism. We're just doing it because we're having so much fun leading Living people to for Jesus. Jesus. When we live to lead people to Jesus Christ, everything in our life. And then we have this unbelievable promise. Unbelievable promise. I will make everything in your life work for good. And I can tell you down to the parking place at the shopping mall. We just continue just marvel. So I'll give you a cute phrase very quick we'll use. Yes. And you'll not be able to get away from it. Follow the nudge, live in the fog. Follow the nudge, follow live the in the nudge, fog. We all know fog. what the nudge is. We get nudged all the time. Mm -hmm. I should talk to that person. Yeah. I've been in a conversation with somebody. I think I should pray for them. Uh, should I ask? Uh, 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 we have a million excuses. Why not? But when you follow the nudge, you're always thankful you followed the nudge. Always, always, always. When you follow the nudge, you live in the promise of Romans 8, 28, that everything works for, together for good. So then you're living in the fog. Follow the nudge, live in the fog. The fog is the favor of God. Uh. You want to live in the favor of God every day? <laughs> yes. Every day? Who doesn't want that? Now, who doesn't want that? Yeah. It's, it's a win-win situation. There is no downside. And I mean, in business, in health, in family problems, across, I face, I've got, I got bigger stories than anybody. I, what I got, he, and he allows me to go through because my faith gets stronger mm. and stronger, and he gives you a bigger weight and then a bigger weight. You know? And you can tell others about what And you what can tell others, and when you're in the pain, your sister was way stronger. Mm. Mr. Mono died, and she was this precious lady, and I wonder why, God, did you allow her to go through all that pain of cancer? And then I went to her funeral, and three nurses got up. It said, everyone in their own words said, I had nothing to do with God until I met Mrs. D'Amato. And I've never seen anybody in such pain with such joy. One nurse said, I walked by her room the day she died. And I could hear her singing. Wow. She died in all three of them except for the Lord. So it's all about move, sister, move everybody every day closer to Jesus. If you want to see some examples, we have a new TV show, Ignite Your Life TV. Okay, so Ignite Your Life TV. I, I want you to look that up, listeners. Ignite Your Life TV. And if they find the website, IgniteYourLife.tv. IgniteYourLife.tv. There you go. <laughs> Barry, oh my goodness. you. So that was like a whole maybe 45 minutes of show that you just did in one segment. Well, I've Come done on, this before. Up top. I've done, done this a couple before. times before. <laughs> so I, that was Barry. To be honest, I'm going to make use of time with I, you. you okay? I, he, I'm, I'm rarely without words, but this guy, he just did a fantastic job. Barry McGuire, 
thank you thank for you. coming thank on today you. and thank sharing you. your faith. So much energy. I feel like he just plugged me in <laughs> and I've been revved up Good. Good. like Super Mario, ready to go. Yes, yes. Okay, we're going to have a quick break here and then we'll be right back with more Stacy on the Right live from National Religious Broadcasters right after this. Can solid teamwork building principles apply to all of life? Here's Tony Dungy, author of The Soul of a Team, with today's Uncommon Moment. In my book, The Soul of a Team, SOUL is an acronym, and the U in the acronym stands for unity, which means understanding and rallying around your team's mission, philosophy, and culture through open communication and positive conflict resolution. The Apostle Peter wrote, All of you should be of one mind, sympathize with each other, love each other as brothers and sisters, be tender-hearted, and keep a humble attitude. Someone can bring disunity without being completely at odds with what the team is trying to accomplish. As a result, little by little, over time, the team may find itself well off course and they cannot generate the momentum needed for high achievement. Tony Dungy, best-selling author of The Soul of a Team, from Tyndale House. More at CoachDungy.com. Listen to Stacy on the Right with Stacy Washington on Urban Family Talk. She's sharp. I mean, did you hear that? Pointed. Remember that you're not only a Christian on Sunday. And insightful. Deception and lies have been accepted as the norm from the Democrats. But most of all, she's on the right. That scripture from the Bible that says the heart of the fool inclines to the left just <laughs> kept popping into my mind. Stacy on the Right. Now heard weekday afternoons from 2 to 4 Central on Urban Family Talk. Family is an institution set forth by God, one man and one woman for life, with the outflow being children produced by that union. It's obvious to all that there is an attack on the family in our country, and especially on fathers. Whether it's the cycle of sin that persists in our families or the pressure from our government to exclude men from being intimately involved, the strategic battle is on for the souls of men. Join us in the battle to strengthen fatherhood, urbanfamilytalk.com. I come to steal, kill, and to destroy. You belong to me. Your soul, your mind, and your body. You chose death over life. You are mine. Forever and ever and ever. is real. Matthew chapter 25 verse 46 says there will be those who will receive eternal punishment in hell, but the righteous will have eternal life in heaven with our Savior Jesus Christ. Which will you choose? Let's go deeper at UrbanFamilyTalk.com. You can download episodes of Stacy of the Right from the podcast page on AFR.net or UrbanFamilyTalk.com. Now, back to the show on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. I think there are reforms that we could have. We can bring forward John Brennan, James Clapper, but will they be honest when they have a history of dishonesty? I don't know if that can possibly happen. But one way we can get to the truth is we can ask President Trump to declassify some of this material. 
So I'm sending a letter to President Trump and I'm going to ask him to declassify all the communications that had anything to do with people making a decision to put forward this Russian dossier and to begin a counterintelligence operation against President Trump. Realize that they were hiring people to be confidential informants to go try to entrap and trick the Trump members into doing something, into cooperating somehow with Russia. They didn't, but they were trying to get people to do this. We should not have our government, all the resources of the government, going after a political candidate and trying to set up a political candidate by sending informants and trying to get them to communicate with people. That's not really what our government should be doing. And if it is, we'll become such a polarized world that we'll be like the third world where every other president's investigated and the next president puts the last president in jail. I don't think that's the kind of world we want to live in. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Rand Paul, senator from the great state of Kentucky, talking about some of the things that he's concerned with, with the kind of dissipation after the Mueller investigation. Now, we were going to discuss that, but I actually have another guest who's slipped in, and I'm so excited to speak with author Miriam Neth. Her book is Not Alone, 11 Inspiring Stories of Courageous Widows from the Bible. And this is a part of the joy of broadcasting live from National Religious Broadcasters is that I get to meet people on the fly and and talk to authors. I'm holding her book, which she signed over to me so kind. Thank you, Miriam, for joining me today. It's good to be with you. And I want to tell you all the topics you talk about are so important. We have a world that's kind of weird and kind of crazy, and we have families and we care about that. I go to Washington, D.C. once a year and meet with people there in an advisory capacity. I know that's important, but, you know, sometimes we need to sit down with a book and not alone inspires courage, and it's historical fiction, so I make up stuff, and sometimes you (laughs) want to kind of pull back from... Unplug? Yes, from all the stuff going on and just say, okay, God... How do you work? What do you do? And because I am a widow, I research these women's stories, and I think, okay, some of them people know about, like Anna. People know she was a wonderful widow that, you know, served and fasted and prayed. That, yes, and there was a widow who gave all that she had. You know, the poor widow who gave her two mites. But sometimes we don't realize. Think of Bathsheba, a widow. Yeah, she was. David had her husband murdered. And she bears his child. We we think our world is crazy and tumultuous. Bathsheba became a really, uh, I would say, like a foundational person in Solomon's life. I mean, you look at what God did with her after terrible things. Another one, Tamar, a widow twice in the Old Testament. They call her a prostitute. No way. So I talk about these people a little bit differently. But the reason I share it with you here, Stacy, is sometimes... You need to say, see that God does amazing things with people in chaotic situations. Yes, and so I'm, I, so I love that, um, I, Miriam. I love the way you kind of connected those things together, and I, I, I love it when we have authors on where the book is something that connects up with scripture because. I, it's, it's kind of recent for me. I've, I've done Bible studies before, but it's just been recently that we're doing in Bible study fellowship the study of, um, it's David. So it's called People of the Promised Land. So we're going through the Old Testament. But as we've been learning about David and we, some of the women that you just named off, biblical people, that that they ended up being in the line of, of Jesus exactly. Christ. Exactly. Tamar's baby. Yeah. They, you don't. 
they, they're no, they definitely weren't on that trajectory when you find them. In the yes, Bible, where yes. you, you, you pick up their story, you're like, oh my goodness, this woman's having a really rough time. And then they end up being in the lineage of our Lord and Savior. And so that's what makes this book so fascinating because you're taking the stories of women in the Bible who they're not our traditional heroes, if you will, but they are because God used them. Well, and the other thing is no one has been telling these stories. I mean, I don't know how many times I'm a, I'm a vintage believer, okay? I became a believer at age 21, and I'm not 24 anymore. So, And I've heard a lot of people speak about David, and I've heard a lot, but I've never heard Bathsheba discussed like I have. And part of it is I understand burying your husband. I understand some things. Uh, I understand like about Abigail. Now, uh, so there's some things when you go through something, it's like, okay, Lord, there, how with all this grief of what you anticipated, and it's not happening. Abigail was married to a wealthy man, so she had stuff. She could have stuff. He dies. God ordained that because he misbehaved. But then she rides off almost like on a donkey to live in the wilderness. And I'm like, okay. But here's the thing. The message isn't so much about their circumstances, but it's circumstances don't define you. No, God defines your circumstances. Absolutely. And he can redefine them. Oh, yes. And at the end of every chapter, and not alone, I have, first of all, some questions for discussion. Because, okay, we women like to read a book, but then we want to talk about it. Yeah. So we sit down and we talk about the group questions. And we talk about, you know, kind of getting some more insights because... It's based on the Word of God, but it, it needs to be eternalized. You know, you can read the Bible, and it doesn't if it doesn't take effect, why? Right. But then there are questions that are personalized, where you go alone with an open Bible, or just listening to God, alone, alone, and listen, and it's, okay, here's some thoughts. Consider this challenge. I, I want to, so Miriam, I want to give, because um, we have a lot of listeners in the audience who are Bible study warriors, but also readers, and I want to kind of give them a little overview. Um, you talk about the different women in the Bible, but you're, you're kind of highlighting an aspect of them, something that they had within them that was it stuck out to you when you were researching them. And so just a couple of your chapter headings are Generous, the woman, the widow who gave two coins, Focus, the widow at Zarephath persistence, the widow and the unjust judge. And then you mentioned that you have study questions. So I flipped through the book and I'm on page 12 and you have study questions. Then you have a segment thinking it over and then you have personal application. So you do have, this is actually a book that could be great for a small group study. Um, if you're in a Bible study right now and they're like, what are we going to do next? This book could, could really fill that role and give women an opportunity to talk together. But then personally alone in your own prayer time to kind of reflect on what you're reading in the chapter. And I want to highlight that. We're, I'm, I'm actually speaking with Miriam Naff here live from NRB. Her book is Not Alone, 11 Inspiring Stories of Courageous Widows from the Bible. So since you, I'm always fascinated by when people are actually writing a book and then they finish it. And then, you know, so I'm holding it in my hand, but this is the easy part. This is, you know, you talking about it and it was putting it together, writing it, researching it. That was the tough part. How did you find that when you were, because this is, is this your first book or? No, it is my 11th book, but but my first 10, my first 10 were very different. They were like, I have written a book uh, from one widow to another, conversations about the new you, women and their emotions. I'm a counselor by profession. Okay. And that's why it's like, I love those words like persistence and all the tenacity. So 
uh, I had never wanted to write fiction or thought about it, but as I studied these women more, they became like alive in my world. And, and I can't, I, I'd never experienced that before, but for instance, when I started trying to think, well, how did it smell when they baked their last piece of bread? And they were going to share it and maybe die, but they didn't because they had faith in this man of God, that this stranger that showed. And it's kind of like I got into their world. And in fact, I was so much in it. One time, my, one of my grandsons came to my office door behind me when I was writing about Bathsheba. I'm at my computer in my fuzzy slippers, and I'm, and I'm in her world. And Albert says to me, Nana, and I turn around and said, Uriah just got killed. I can't believe. And I like, and he's looking at me like, okay, Nana's nuts. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'd never written fiction. And like, when you get into it, and you and I made up. Now here's the fiction. I made up the color of people's clothes. I made up. I didn't. So you fictionalized the the aspects that made it a story, but not the actual not the, the, the timeline and the content. I had some incredible uh, historians and experts on Israel and on the faith that advised me and read it and so historically it's as accurate as you can get from Moody Bible Institute professors. Nice. <laughs> so I mean it's not it isn't all fiction but these were women these were women that when they were young teens thought they knew their life and then it happened. And then they, they didn't. Uh, and then they didn't so I hope that people like you and your friends, when you read this, you take inspiration, but not, the women show you inspiration, but your courage comes from God, and I want to be a more courageous woman. I mean, I go to Africa, I go to Albania, I don't, I can't afford to be a wimp, but I need to grow in that, mm -hmm. and these women lifted me. Well, we all can afford to grow on that. So I, whenever you think you're being courageous, that's when God shows you, oh, you have a little courage, so let's try this then. And I, I enjoy that, but it is there, there are things that we undertake as women that can be very frightening, but God doesn't want us to operate in fear. He wants us to trust him and operate in courage. And I think reading books like this where women in the Bible are highlighted, women who had ultimately much more difficult circumstances than we find ourselves in sometimes because um, we're in such a more, much more modern culture. And theirs was, it was primitive in some ways in comparison to our own, but in a lot of ways, the courage they had to show was so much greater and more advanced than what we kind of condition ourselves to. So it's, it is a place for us to learn and be lifted up, I think. And I'm kind of excited about it because I, I hadn't, so you weren't on the show sheet for today. We hadn't met. And Lene, who is my producer's wife, who's been like totally working the booth, actually, the two of them arranged for you to come over to me after your last interview. So I'm so grateful that you got to come over and that I now have this that I can kind of start working on on the, we have a long flight home. So <laughs> we're going back tomorrow. So I'm definitely going to get this done uh, on the way back home. Well, I can see you already as a pretty courageous woman, but watch out. God's going to do more. I know. I kind of feel like I, you might have just handed me a sword and I'm going to unsheath it on the plane on the way back. And yeah, Good. so... Uh, the book is Not Alone, 11 Inspiring Stories of Courageous Widows from the Bible. Miriam Naff, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. My pleasure. Great to meet you. Um, so we have just three minutes left of the program. And I don't know about you guys, but I think what I can't even begin to cover all the books that we covered, all of the great guests. And you'll find some, um, like the titles of our guests will be on the podcast 
uh, that you can go back and share. And I encourage you to do that. Share the podcast from our time here at NRB. Uh, My husband and I were really up in the air when he told me that we weren't going to be doing our regular spring break activity. And it was just a little a little similar to what um, Mr. McGuire was discussing when he said he he just he prays and he goes where God tells him to go and he does what God tells him to do. I literally said, I'm I'm not going to be on vacation this week. And I was talking to my producer and he said, well, I'm not going to be producing you this week because I'm going to be at National Religious Broadcasters. And I thought to myself in that moment, I should go. So I said a quick prayer, called my boss and he said, yeah, you can come join us. And so that's how I ended up here. And I have to tell you, I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to come. Madison and I have had a blast um, hanging out and doing mom-daughter stuff and also doing uh, the program from here. And I've really enjoyed meeting so many fascinating individuals. And California is really beautiful. Uh, And I know I'm not a huge fan of California politically, but you can't beat California, the actual state, for beauty and, and just great weather. It's been so nice to be in the warm weather after the winter we've had in St. Louis. It's just been... Uh, a a never-ending winter in perpetuity. It's just been so long. Uh, And so I'm so glad and so grateful uh, to be done with that. And so now, um, last couple of minutes of the show, I wanted to just get back to, um, we just heard that audio from Rand Paul telling President Trump to declassify documents and flush out the deep state. I want to give you this polling information that I found this morning. I found, thought this was kind of fascinating. 55% of likely voters say that the $25 million Mueller probe didn't give taxpayers a good return on their investment. Now, this is a poll by Rasmussen Reports. They do surveys that are much more on the nose. The questions are better. And I want you to hear these. Taxpayers didn't get their money's worth from special counsel Robert Mueller's $25 million investigation. And more than half of those surveyed the national poll of 1,000 likely voters, which was conducted March 25th through 26th of 2019, said taxpayers did not get a good return on their investment. Double the number of people who said that they did. So the question, are you satisfied with the conclusions reached by special counsel Robert Mueller, that there was no collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russian government in the 2016 presidential campaign and no proof of obstruction of justice on the part of President Trump? Yes, 50% of the people said yes. 36% of them said no, and 13% of them said not sure. So while slightly more than half deemed Mueller's probe to be honest, that 36% called it a partisan witch hunt. Which comes closer to your own view of Robert Mueller's probe? To that question, the answers were, it was an honest attempt to determine criminal wrongdoing. That's 53% of the people responded. 36% of them responded that it was a partisan witch hunt, and 11% said they weren't sure. Wow. All right, you guys, that just happened. Another day at National Religious Broadcasters with Madison, my sidekick, just chilling out on the side with all of her devices out. (laughs) I'm getting ready to eat my Baja shrimp burrito and drink some water and chill. I'll still be in Florida, though. I don't know where you are, but God bless you. And we'll be back with you tomorrow with more Stacey on the Right.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of Urban Family Talk, Urban Family Communications, or American Family Association.